Good morning, New Life at Calvary. Good morning, New Life at Calvary. Happy New Year. This is the day the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. I am so happy to be back at church today. So before we begin our worship service, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, God, for being our father. Thank you, Lord, for being our friend. Thank you, Lord, for just waking us up this morning, bringing us to the church, and having a mind to worship you, Lord. We just say thank you, God, that you are our creator, our father, and our friend, and you have something good in store for us today. You have something good here at the church that we can eat We have the living word, Lord. We have our daily bread. You have our spiritual nourishment, Lord, our emotional healing, God. And God, we just say thank you, Lord, for everything that you have in store for us today. We can come to you and worship and praise in 2023. We just say thank you, Lord, for a new year. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord for just being, having us here on the corner of East 79th Street in Euclid. God, we ask you to just bless our service today. We're asking you, Lord, for those that are coming online, we ask you to just bring them in, Lord. Remove any distractions, Lord, and bring your people, call your people together to hear your word, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, for anybody that's still coming into the church, Lord, we just ask you to give them good traveling mercies, Lord. We're praying for Pastor Kelly today. She's on her way back to Cleveland, Lord. And we just say thank you for bringing her back home safe in advance. Lord, we're praying for a safe flight right now. God, we just ask you to open up our worship service, Lord, and anoint us, Lord. Enter in, Holy Spirit. Enter in, Holy Spirit. It's not a worship service. It's not a church without you, Lord. It's not going to be anything unless that you come and anoint us with your presence, Lord. With Speak to our hearts, Lord. Speak to our spirits, God. Move us from where we are to where it is you would have us to be, God. So we ask you to bless our service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And welcome again. Happy New Year, everybody. It is so glad. I'm so glad to be back in the house of the Lord one more time. Good morning to everybody coming in and everybody online. We welcome you, visitors, friends, members, and supporters. Um, If you are passing through, we ask you to sign one of our guest cards in the back so that you can have your information and we can stay in contact with you. We say welcome to our visitors. Welcome to our visitors online. You can check your attendance by um, liking our Facebook status. You can also uh, make a comment and say good morning. You can download our app. And you can uh, click on the about links and then download a prayer card. There's so many ways to stay in touch. So are you guys ready to worship today? Are you guys ready for worship today? Amen. God has a word for you today. So let's stand if you're able and let's go ahead and give God some praise. As we sing with the praise theme and the praise band, Jesus Promised. Thank you. 
So that means y'all woke up to see another day. Glory to God. To him be the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, y'all. Let's go to the throne of grace. Let's go to our headquarters. Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for this new year, Father. And we thank you for how we know and can hope and depend on you manifesting your glory, Lord God, in our situation and in our circumstance this new year, Lord God. We ask that you bless our church body, Lord God. We ask that this new year, Lord God, you do new and marvelous things, Lord God, opening up. Lord God, our understanding and our wisdom, Lord God, so that we can be the instruments, Lord God, that you sent us here to be, Lord God, to magnify your purpose right here on this earth, Lord God. We ask that you bless, Lord God, the administration, Lord God. We ask that you bless those who govern our country, Lord God. We ask that you let your wisdom be imparted unto them, Lord God. We ask that you let your compassion and your love and your understanding be imparted unto them, Lord God, so that they can govern, Lord God, according to your plan and according to your purpose, Lord God. We ask for a special blessing, Lord God, over our pastors here at New Life at Calvary, Lord God, over Pastor Kelly, over Pastor Antonio, Lord God. We lay them at your altar, Lord God, asking, Lord God, that you continue to build them up, Lord God, Continue to glorify yourself in them, Lord God, and continue to impart to them, Lord God, 
what you would have for us, Lord God, as your body, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, for a special blessing over this body, Lord God, for those in this body of Christ, Lord God, who are suffering with illness, Lord God, who are suffering with anything, Lord God. We ask that you let your healing touch their bodies, Lord God, renew their minds, Lord God, and let your word give them hope and faith, Father. Hope, Lord God, and the knowledge, Lord God, that you're going to intervene in their situation and circumstance, Lord God. We plead the blood of the precious Lamb and Savior over our congregation, Lord God, over our whole congregation, Lord God, near and abroad, Lord God, far and close, Lord God. We plead the blood of the precious Lamb and Savior, Lord God, speaking healing into all of our situations and circumstance, Lord God, and trusting on you, Lord God, that you'll bring it to pass, Father. We have ministries here, Lord God, that are going forth, Lord God, trying to do your will, Lord God, trying to draw people closer to you, Father. We ask that you bless every ministry here, Lord God. We ask that you bless the Women's Association, the Men's Association, Lord God. We ask that you bless our Life Connect classes, Lord God. You be glorified in all that we do, Lord God. There are no big eyes and no little me's, little you's, Lord God. We are all, Lord God, special in your sight, Lord God. And as your special people, predestined from the foundation of the world, world, Lord God, to show forth your glory, Lord God, and to do good works, Lord God, we ask that you just give us knowledge and wisdom, Lord God, in our studies. Give us an increased understanding, Lord God, of your word, Lord God, and give us a fresh and a new anointing, Lord God, so that your miraculous power, Lord God, can be manifested, Lord God, in our studies, Lord God, and in our study, as we study your word, Lord God, in our lives and in our living, Lord God. We ask that you continue to bless the music ministry here, Lord God. They do such an awesome job, Lord God. And we, we have so much gratitude, Lord, for their level of commitment and their level of desire, Lord God, to show forth your glory in praise and in song, Lord God. So we just ask that you bless them, Lord God. Continue to bless them so that they can grow, Lord God, and continue to bless them so that they can glorify you, Lord God, which, all, which is always our purpose and all what we do, Lord God, to glorify you. And we know that you will work it out for our good, Lord God. We thank you for this day, Lord God, and we ask that you bless the remainder of this day, Lord God. We ask that you give us traveling mercy and traveling grace as we go about the highways and the byways today, Lord God. And we speak a special blessing over our pastor as she travels the highways and the byways, Lord God, asking that you let traveling mercy and traveling grace abound, Lord God, in their trip, Lord God. Let your glory be manifested, Lord God, so that what they went to accomplish, Lord God, can be accomplished, Lord God, and so that you, as always, can be glorified, Lord God. We ask that you bless the remainder of our service, Lord God, and we usher you in, Holy Spirit right here with us this morning, Lord God. We just want you to exact what you would have right now with us here this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If y'all would join me in the purpose statement. 
in response to God's love. Our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Glory, hallelujah. Let us live this. Let us live this. Our scripture... (laughs) Fingers trying to lock up on me here, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, weird feeling. Okay, the scripture reading for today is going to come from Nehemiah 2, 13 through 18. I was having a hard time. I'm going to have to look at that, y'all. Excuse me. By night, this is Nehemiah 2, 13 through 18. By night, I went out through the valley gate toward the jackal wall and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down, and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. Then... I moved on toward the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was not enough room for my mount to get through. So I went up the valley by night, examining the wall. Finally, I turned back, and we entered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or nobles or officials or any others who would be doing the work. Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. Amen. Now we're going to go to Matthew 12, 6 and 7. If y'all have put that up, y'all have really be good. Thank (laughs) y'all. I tell y'all, this is from Matthew 12, 6 and 7. I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. Okay, what time is it, (laughs) y'all? It's offering time, and what do we say? Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Reggie, for reading our scripture today.
It is the second Sunday, and after our tithes and offerings, we are, I mean, after our tithes, our offering today is for the prison ministry, and we do know that we have a lot of people in prison ministry that do appreciate our giving, and they are very grateful. We had one person, LaShawn Sawyer, she sent us in a Christmas card, and we were able to send out Christmas cards, so they are encouraged by our gifts and our notes and our thoughts and our prayers, okay? So today, our offering is for the prison ministry, and as our ushers come on down today, we are going to pray. Pastor Smith, come on down. Lord, we just say thank you for just um, giving us another opportunity to serve you um, and worship you through our giving, Lord. We thank you for every gift that you've given us this week, God. Thank you for every sunrise and thank you for every meal. Thank, Lord, thank you for just being able to pay our bills, God. And we just want to give you back a portion of what you've given to us, God. We can't outbeat your giving, Lord. So we just want to give you back our tithes and our offerings today. And we ask a special blessing on our giving today as we give, Lord. We know that you have something in store for us. Lord, we ask you to use our tithes and offerings for your ministry this day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. There are many different ways for you to give. Um, If you're not giving in service, you can give online. NLAC.TV is our website giving. You can give through our cash app, uh, the dollar sign, and the number 2, NLAC. And you can also mail in or drop off your offering here at the church. 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Again, 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. And thank you so much for your giving today. We will now be blessed by our um, praise band and praise team as they sing, Oh, Happy Day.
Thank you so much, Praise Man. That was awesome. Oh, happy day. And thank you so much, Reggie. Praise God, everybody. Oh, happy day. I'm just happy to be back in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, um, Pastor Kelly is um, gone today. She is on her way back to Cleveland, and she says hello. And um, she went to go see Pastor Toby and Pastor Rick's daughter, Samantha, get installed as a judge. Praise God. And... Congratulations to Samantha Gillespie Mobley. Amen. Judge Mobley. (laughs) So today we are going to talk about the building's foundation. Somebody say the foundation. Foundation. Amen. As Reggie so wonderfully read for us, he read Nehemiah and Matthew. So before we begin our sermon today, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, thank you for the word today. Thank you for bringing us all with a mind to hear your word and speak to our hearts, God. Lord, help me to deliver the message today and move us from where we are to where it is you would have us be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So today we are talking about the building's foundation. What is a foundation? There's many different types, right? Yeah. Well, physically, what's the foundation? What was that? Our bodies? Okay. Um, As far as a building, what is a foundation? A support. What supports it, right? What everything what? What everything else is built on, right? Um, Last week, Pastor Kelly began our sermon series for the year, um, building something eternal well for the first part of the year at least and so i'm going to continue on with building the foundation it holds something up like we said and it bears weight so we have different types of physical um, foundations um, for houses for buildings we have foundations with money but we're not talking about those Um, we have even chairs and tables have foundations they have to build hold support weight right Even a computer has a foundation, right? They have operating systems. Everything has a foundation, right? When I was a kid, I used to love playing with Legos. And my mom was very selective as to who I could play with my Legos with because they would come up missing and up under her feet somehow. But when I used to build those Legos, I had to make sure that I had a nice base so that I can build up on the Legos. And then also, one other thing I like to play was um, Jenga. Anybody ever played Jenga before? Never played Jenga. Well, Jenga is basically a set of wooden blocks, like in rectangles. You set them up, and you have to keep pulling from the bottom and put them to the top. Pull them to the bottom, and you have to make sure the foundation is steady enough so it doesn't topple over, and they say, you lose. So that is um, what I think about when I think about a foundation. But with a building, how will you start building a building? Anybody know how to build a building out here? You said go to the parking lot? (laughs) You got to have a plan. I would say the first step is go find you an architect. (laughs) But yeah, have a plan. And what else would you need to do? Some money, yes some funding somehow from somewhere 
And then what else? You might need some supplies. Somebody said, what else? A vision, exactly. Um, what, anything else? Workers, capable workers, people who know what they're doing, right? Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, my uh, fiance, Sebastian, he builds. And he ha- I've seen him, he sent me pictures of building a foundation of different houses. And he would show me how, how he just pours in different types of um, foundations. They have concrete slabs. And they have a crawl space. They have wood foundations. They have stone foundations, right? Um, so we have a foundation here at our church. And our building is basically made up of the physical and the supernatural. Amen. Um, our building is old and strong. It's old, made of stone, but it also is built up on faith, right? It's not just the physical. It's also God in this place, right? So everything has a foundation. So when you want to start building something, you have to have something to, to bear the weight. And it's good to have a foundation of faith to also bear the weight of where you're trying to go. Now, on the screen, I'm going to brag on Reverend Vanessi for a little bit. Reverend um just came back from Liberia. You guys know that, right? And he went, and they are building a church. And on the screen, you should see that there is a slideshow that I nicely put in. I would get up and go click on it. <laughs> I'm about to get up and go click on it. Um, but Reverend Bernice went to uh, Liberia to... Uh, build his church and it's called the river of life church international and i was just really just happy to see like what was going on and he would just show pictures and it's really just like an empty it looked like an empty field honestly like (laughs) you have to have incredible vision just to make something out of nothing imagine what god did when he created the thank you when god created the heaven and the earth just click the next slide for me and um yeah and there was nothing, and then he made something out of nothing. And there it is. There is the foundation of that church. And I remember I was, like, stalking him on Facebook. Not really, but I was just really proud of you, Reverend Nancy. And um, he was just saying, we have to make the foundation nice and big. And why? So we can support lots of weight. We want to, so just in case we have to build more onto it, we can do that. So you have to start with the foundation, Okay. Um, thank you so much for putting that up. You can take that down now. And so they have gone, they've come a long way and they still need to raise some more money. And thank you all for that has given to the River of Life Church International. They still need about $45,000 to complete the church. And they're still taking donations. But so it does take effort, our effort and their effort. There is a lot into putting into a building. So we're. We're doing our own building campaign, aren't we? Right? And we are building something eternal. Tell your neighbor, we're building something eternal. And we're not just building the church. We're building up God's kingdom. We're building up the church, the people inside and outside. We, look, we want to make it so people is safe and also so people will be inviting to come on into the church and worship. So we can have a place down the road. Now, our church is how many years old now this year? 
143 years old. And I remember Pastor Kelly was saying the church next door, they were the playhouse. This church has always just been a church. For 143 years on the corner of East 79th Street in Euclid, there has been worship going on here. And we have an old and strong foundation, don't we? But just like that physical foundation, we have an old, strong foundation in our faith as well. And it is keeping our building strong, and it will keep our building moving for years, probably 143 years from now. Wouldn't that be amazing? Could you imagine that? That you will be having an input in something 143 years from now. <laughs> so, but we have to do some repairs. Um, so we already know that we had to do some repairs to get out of the gymtuary into the sanctuary. And we are working on that. Uh, we are making plans to do that. So, you know, we're building something and it takes time. So I want to know while we're building the church, this is the top of the year. What are you all building for yourselves this year? Are you all building anything for yourselves? Uh-oh. Yes, ma'am. Anna wants to be stronger in her faith and her activities. That's wonderful. Anybody else? Come on. Somebody has to have a plan for this year. Yeah. Better shape. Praise God. Yeah, Johnny. Better in dedication to God, to the Lord. Yes. And you, I'll take one more. Anybody else want to share? Yes. Taking care of you better. Praise God. So I'm glad that we have something that we are building. Because if you're not building, if you're not having anything in your mind, you probably won't build anything. you probably just be going along, wasting time, Right. Um, some of us are going to be building our careers. Some of us need to be building a family. Some of us are building our education. I think we could all build those things, right? Some of us are building a marriage. Some of us are building finances. We could all do that, right? <laughs> some of us are building our retirement. We, it's never too early to start building your retirement, okay? Some of us are building our hopes. And some of us are building our dreams. You know, some things may not have happened last year, but God can still make them come true this year. You have to keep working towards it. And so how? Ask your neighbor, how are we going to start? Ask your other neighbor, how do we start building this year? I'm glad you asked. We're going to look at the slide here. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 11. We're going to look at the Bible. And we're going to see what the Bible, we're going to start by building, by reading our scripture. So if you can go back to that, um, whoever pulled that up, Terrence, if you can put it up again. Yep. What's the next slide? So Nehemiah chapter 2, 11. Uh, Nehemiah basically went down to Jerusalem. And he was there for three days. And he set out during the night with a few others. And he did not tell anyone, thank you, he did not tell anyone what God put in his heart to do for him. First of all, how many of y'all can keep a secret? <laughs> and how many of y'all, when God tell you to do something, you can keep it to yourself? Some of us, when God tell you to do something, you can be right out, oh, look what the tell you this is what's got to happen you can't always go out and do that <laughs> you got to have a spirit of discernment 
When God tells you something, sometimes it's not for everybody else. Sometimes it's just for you. So I like what Nehemiah did. He went to Jerusalem. He knew. So before this story, Nehemiah had got favor with the king to leave, and he wanted, he got materials to build this, the wall, and he got the finances, everything. And now he was here in Jerusalem. And nobody knew why he was here. He was just there for three days. For three days, just... <laughs> How many can shut your mouth for three days? Can y'all shut your mouth for three days? <laughs> and then it, it said he went out at nighttime. So that means he was trying to... He didn't want everybody to know what he was doing. And he took a few others. So let's let's start. Thank you for... You can put that down. So let's start. First, Nehemiah had a firm foundation in God. Somebody say, firm foundation in God. Firm foundation in God. He told nobody, okay? The scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you, right? Jesus is our rock. I'm not going to sing, but you all know the song, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. All the on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking. Good job, choir. Praise God. So on the slide, you'll see the next scripture. It says, "Build your house on the rock." Okay, and I'd like for us to read this together, if possible. Can you click on the next slide? Keep clicking. All right, let's read this together. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on, go back, that was too fast, (laughs) and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Amen. Next scripture. And everyone who hears these words of mine that does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell and great was the fall of it. Thank you very much. You can take it down. So, you know, it's, I like what it says. Anyone who hears these words of mine, either you can listen or you don't have to listen. The choice is really up to yours. What is God speaking to you about this year? What does God have for you? God has a plan for you. You might not have a plan, but I can tell you for sure, God has a plan for you this year. It just depends on whether or not you're going to get on board with it. Sometimes the plan is not what we thought the plan would be, Right? Sometimes we can't get on board with something that we didn't think of ourselves, right? But God is our leader, and God is our our shepherd, our great shepherd. So they had a firm foundation. Imagine if if Nehemiah didn't hear the voice of God. We probably wouldn't even know anything about Jerusalem being rebuilt. We probably wouldn't even know anything about Nehemiah, right? Jerusalem might not have ever gotten rebuilt. Uh, Or maybe God would have found somebody else. Sometimes if you don't do something, God will find somebody else. Uh, But then he brought a a few close friends. Somebody say close friends. So he had a firm foundation, and then he got some close friends. And then they went out to go survey that wall, and they went all 
around that wall. In some places, they couldn't even pass through. Okay? Um, Sometimes you need close friends that's going to help you more than hinder you. You can't tell everybody everything. Like, Jesus had 12 disciples, but he still had those main three that he went to confide in. Right? Uh, You do need close friends because I can tell you this. I can almost guarantee you, as we're doing our building project, people will change their mind. People will make it about themselves. You know, people will um, not be reliable. But we need a close friend. We need people that can get on board with what God said, right? And um, to focus on the main thing. And even in our lives, when we're trying to build up our own lives this year, get some close friends. Take your neighbor close friends. And then they surveyed. They surveyed the scene. And they went around. Now, yes, uh, this week we actually had a few things um, looked at, and we had a session meeting, and we had contractors um, that are looking at our sanctuary to do the inside and the roof and even the outside. We have absolute for the roofing, and we have ram construction for the outside of the building. There are two specific things that we need to get fixed immediately, okay? And so... Sometimes in our lives, we got to get things surveyed, right? Sometimes we, even after our close friends, would, you know, we got to get a professional, amen, at times to survey what we need to be dealing with. Is it taxes? You know, is it a fitness coach? Um, I don't know, is it a pastor? You want to make yourself closer to God? Whatever your goal is, sometimes you need to get a professional, um, to help. I don't know why black people just kind of shy away from that, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, to get help sometimes. Um, yesterday I was watching, um, uh, the show about the people that hoard. And this lady was like living in LA and she had this inheritance and she had all these things, but and her house was, she had these nice things put away and they were in good condition but she had too much stuff, and she didn't know how to handle her money. And she's in her 60s about to run out of money, and she said as a child, someone told her, when you have heavy things, when you go around people, don't don't be heavy with other people. Just, you know, be light and be happy. Just, you know, don't really tell all your business. But this kind of backfired on her because she needed to, some close, she could have had one or two close friends that she could have talked to. And now she waited at the end of her life in her 60s to get professional help. And you know what happened? She lost her house. She lost both of her apartments. She lost all her stuff because she cannot get help with the thing that she needed to get help with. Sometimes we do need help, and sometimes we can confide in. We can't confide in everybody, but you can give some heavy things to some of us. Amen. Take your neighbor. I can help. Yeah. You don't have to hold everything into yourself. Sometimes we do need some help. So the next slide, there was a problem and there was a response. And you're going to learn to do that slide today. Amen. <laughs> so problem and response. So Nehemiah said to them, you see the trouble we're in? Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. So come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of God on me and what the king has said to me. 
They replied, let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. I like verse 18. If you can go back. I like verse 18, what it says there. I also told them about the gracious hand of God on me and what God has said to me. He was basically telling them, listen, we have a problem, and here's my foundation. Here's a solution, and here's my foundation. This is how we're going to do this. You know, it's one thing if you're able to assess your own problem. Are you all able to accurately assess your own problems? Sometimes you can't really see your own problems. But it's one thing if you can see your own problems. And then you even go a step further and have a foundation to, to have the solution. So he said, God is the one who had his hand on me. So let us start rebuilding. And they said, oh, they said, let us start rebuilding. Notice there wasn't no back talk. They just went on and did it, right? And so... What does that mean? That we should just go ahead and get on ahead with what God is telling us to do to rebuild our church. And it says it was this good work. It was a good work. Amen. You can take that down. So they, in chapter 3, it goes on to say that they work by families. They build bar by bar, brick by brick, gate by gate, stone by stone, section by section, peace by peace, people of different occupations came together. Perfumers, rulers, sons, daughters, priests, and even friends came together to do the good work that God had for them. And they didn't just rebuild a whole city wall. They did it in, not only were they capable, regular people of building a city wall, they did it in 52 days. 52 days. Could you imagine that? Anybody here know how to build a city wall? (laughs) That had to have been the gracious hand of God on their lives. They must have had a firm foundation in God as well for them to say, hey, let's go on and get on ahead and do this good work in 52 days. And you would think it would take a long time to build a city wall, but it didn't. And you know what? God really did it so people can see that there was a God. There was a God of the Israelites. But God has some 52 days for us. Did you know that God, whatever that you're trying to build up this year, it might not take as long as you think it's going to take? It might take a couple months. What is it that you're actually trying to get done this year? Sometimes we have, like, these goals that they just seem so far away, like... Well, one day when I get to glory, I'll be this, this, and such, and such. No, it might happen by the summer. If you really just get a plan, maybe you got some a professional to help you, you might actually be able to get something done. You know, we actually, um, Session voted to start working on our sanctuary, and they said it might get done faster than we think it will. Praise God. Praise God. So... I want you all to know that when you have a goal or something that looks over your head, know that God is just trying to take you to somewhere new. God has something new for you this year. It's 2023. See, I am doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? God has some new things, and sometimes they seem too big. But when we get there, we're going to say, wow, that was easy. (laughs) So they trusted God, and they had the vision, and they worked And there was no long discussions about that. Praise God. Matthew chapter 12, verse 6 through 7 says, Something far greater than the temple is here. They began that good work. 
Let's read that. I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. I like what the NASB says. It says, I desire compassion and not sacrifice. So it takes compassion to do the good work. Well, let's start with verse 6. What is the greater thing? What is greater than the temple? What is greater than the temple? Jesus. Jesus was greater than the temple. Jesus was healing. Because at the temple, there was the law. They had the Ten Commandments. They had those, whatever, how many uh, statutes and laws, over 600, I think, that they had to keep up with. And then they had to do all these sacrifices and these rituals and so on and so forth. But it says, I know that we have the law, but something far greater than the law is here. It's compassion. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus had healing for us. Here at New Life at Calvary, Jesus has healing for us. Jesus has hope for us, restoration, joy, peace, fulfillment, a plan, a goal, a legacy, a better life, and guidance by the Holy Spirit. God has salvation for us here. God has forgiveness for us here. Amen. Something far greater than just rebuilding the church is here. We are rebuilding the church of God. We have a legacy to build. And they were not just rebuilding the wall. They were rebuilding their legacy, their legacy of faith, which the Messiah Jesus would be presented at the temple in Jerusalem in Luke, where Jesus would live, where Jesus would preach, where Jesus would heal, where we can have our foundation of faith here at New Life at Calvary. Tell your neighbor, we're building something eternal. You know, not just our church, but our legacy and our faith in the, in this community, East 79th and Euclid, for our children and for our children's children and even their children for generations to come. Imagine if the church didn't get fixed up. What would happen here? What would happen here? We are building something far greater than the building here. We're building up the kingdom of God here, right here on 79th and Euclid. So Jesus Christ is, you know, in Jesus Christ, we are building something eternal because we have salvation in Jesus Christ. In this scripture here in Matthew 12, the disciples and Jesus were getting uh, rebuked because they were picking grain on the Sabbath day. But they didn't realize that people's needs, that which was hunger at this time, comes before the law. It comes before the rituals. It takes compassion to understand that people come first before the law. You know, this week I was at home sick, and I couldn't take out my trash can, and I was just trying to call, you know, they would answer their phone, but I was like, man, I was sick. Compassion comes before the law. I got a ticket because I left my trash can out too long. So hopefully they'll answer the phone. But compassion is far greater. It's what we need to build. And so Jesus was compassionate, far greater than the temple and the law. He died to change the law, to free us, and to save us from our sins. So we need compassion to do the work. Tell your neighbor, we need some compassion. We need some compassion. 
God is not looking for a sacrifice. God is looking for mercy. God is looking for grace. God is looking for our compassion. Yes, it's good, it's good to when you tithe. Yes, it's good when you give. But God is not giving, wants to see who's giving the most as an ego contest. Oh, I did the most. No, God's not looking for that. <laughs> God wants your compassion. God wants your heart. Because honestly, God doesn't really need us. God can, if God, you know, we could just, God could just give us the money. But God wants us to do the work. Amen. God has us to do the good work. Amen. And we need to come together and find some funds and, you know, to build a firm foundation in God. Um, take your neighbor. God loves the cheerful giver. God loves the cheerful giver. How many of you have ever given and you've seen God give it back to you? Pressed down, shaking together, running over. More than you can ask, think, or imagine. Amen. Hallelujah. It's been times where, you know, I didn't know. I had a bill due on Monday, but I was going to tithe on Sunday. I, I hate to say that, but I did. And many times I've seen God pay that bill and several others that same week. Give me back more than what I could thought, more than I could think, ask. I think I told you that many times already. The scripture says, test me in this and see if I will not pour open a window and, and, and pour out a, a blessing for you. That's the only scripture in the whole Bible that say, test me. You ever say, test me to your mama? <laughs> Your mom ever said, test me? (laughs) Okay. This is the only scripture in the Bible where God says, test me and see what I would do for you. Okay. We need some compassion and we need to trust God. And you know what? Some of us aren't even tithing. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Top of the year. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. Some of y'all wonder why y'all broke. Some of y'all haven't tithed. Tithing is the best thing I've ever done. I have to tell you, I grew up here at Calvary Presbyterian Church, and then I went off to school in Hampton and Mississippi. And I went to a couple of churches, some of those big mega churches, and that was the first time I actually heard a sermon about tithing. I heard about tithing, but I didn't really understand it at the time. And they were like, oh, just, you know, 2%, to start off at 2%, and then they actually, I don't know how they did this, but they measured, I guess they measured how much money they got back, but they measured how much their finances were increasing, and they actually had, like, several people that started tithing on a certain level, and they actually watched their finances go up. I can't make this up. And then also I went to another church, and they started talking about tithing. And I began to tithe. So I began at 2%. Then I went on to 5%. Then I went to 7%. I said, uh-oh, God, I'm about to get to 10%. <laughs> then I started giving offerings. And I can tell you, I can truly tell you, like most of you all know, that God will give you back when you give, when you give to God. Whatever you give to God, whether it's your finances, whether it's your talent, whether it's your time. And this is the best time of year to start planning that because some of us really are having a hard time financially struggling out the year. And part of the reason is because your foundation is not in God. Your foundation is not in God. 
You cannot beat God's giving. Now, no back talking now like them Israelites in the Bible. Don't back talk. Amen. When it's time to give, it says give 10%. Bring the whole tithe to the storehouse, okay? And it's not just tithes that we're going to be operating off. It's going to be probably grants. We're going to be doing fundraisings. And we need everybody to be on board so we can get our church back together. Tell your neighbor we are building something eternal. We are building something eternal here. So let God be a firm foundation this year to build up your life and seek God first and let him guide you. Amen. Amen. So let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for just the word that you've given us today on um, just building our faith and building our church, Lord, and just building everything in our lives, God. We just ask you, God, to just um, speak to our hearts, Lord. And, God, we just ask you um, to help us to just tithe. And if and if anybody has not tithed, I guess you can still bring up your tithe today. Um, I guess I can have a basket brought up. But um, we just say thank you, Lord. Um, thank you, Lord, for just, or you can do the late offering. Lord, we just say thank you for just the money that you have given us this week, God. Thank you, Lord, for every good gift that you give us throughout the week, the food, the finances, our homes, our families, Lord. We would be nothing without you. We would be nothing without you, Lord. Nothing without you, God. We ask you to bless us as we give. We ask you to bless us as we try to plan and to build our church, God. We ask you to bless Pastor Kelly and bless the the committees that um, are rebuilding to just give them the wisdom, God. We thank you for the um, the construction that we have, the co- contractors that we have, Lord, and give them the wisdom to do the job right the first time so we don't have to go back and keep finding errors, Lord. We just want to be back in our church. We want to serve you, and we want to get back to the mission of, of you, Lord. So we just ask you, Lord, to just um, enter into our minds and our um and help us to give, Lord. Help us to uh, raise money. Help us to serve, God. And just help us to just um, look to you in all of our needs, God. We say thank you in all these things we say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And it's also prayer time. So if anybody wants prayer, um, you're welcome to come on up. And the lay pastors are going to come up. If anybody has a uh, lay offering they want to bring in, Sylvia is going to bring up a basket from the back. And she's going to collect it at the front.
Amen. Thank you so much, praise band. Thank you so much, praise team. We are about to start our announcements. Um, we are so glad to see Miss Yvonne Simpson's back from her surgery. Welcome back, Yvonne. And also, we have one more is uh, Annette Thompson is also back. She was also ill as well. So welcome back. Winnie's going to give us the rest of our announcements. Good, mor- good morning, everyone. Um, our announcements today, we're going to start with um, want to start saying congratulations to the Honorable Samantha Mobley. Over this weekend, she was sworn in to be judge. My, mo- my mother and my father are on their way back. They actually should have either just landed a couple minutes ago. And then Aunt Susan also went down to North Carolina. So did Helen Britt and Katie and Walter Glenn. So can't wait to see everyone back. Um, this week's birthdays, we have Mr. Arnwine, um, Naya Dowdell, Mackay, Terrence, <laughs> I'm so used to calling him a different nickname, and I had to like, you know, do him right. His birthday, um, Constance Baylor, and then Mr. Larry Fountain and Jenny Brown. Um, so we want to say happy birthday to them this week. Um, the women are going to Hamilton on Wednesday at 7:30. If you have any questions, see Diane Owens. Sorry, I have a lot of announcements here. Some Bible study classes are back this week. Um, just check your, uh, your read through your announcements carefully. Tomorrow, an email will be sent out and a um, phone tree for my mom when she gets back in town. And Oh, there is a youth parent meeting next Sunday, and there is also a youth sleepover next Sunday. Your kid has to be first grade and up, if I am correct. Right, Pastor Antonio? Okay. Hmm? Oh, and we need signed permission slips. Okay, I think that's it. Thank you so much, Whitney Bryant, for the brief announcements. So let us um, stand for the benediction. I beseech you, brothers and sisters, go forth into the world in grace and in truth and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God, help us to build foundations in you this week at home, in our jobs, in our careers, and in our lives, God. We would be nothing without you, God. So help us to take you with us every morning, to lead us on our way, and throughout the year, God. And we just say thank you for everything you have in store for us. Um, So we ask you um, to keep us this week. In Jesus' name, amen.